Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 362, and we're talking about the top 10 cheap things to do in Auckland. That's right. We've been in Auckland for most of the last six months, in fact, and we've been rediscovering some old haunts and uh, looking out some new cool stuff to do. So really looking forward to this show and really looking forward to kicking off, I guess, what's a new season after a long hiatus. Yes, we're sorry for the long, very long, very, very long break between our last podcast and this one. We always intended to record a new one next week, you know? (laughs) We always kind of had it on the calendar and it just never quite happened. We've been really busy. I guess being in the Southern Hemisphere summer, having, you know, making the most of the sunshine and the warm weather, it's just been crazy. But you know, regardless of where you're at with your Game of Thrones season, (laughs) winter is coming. And so we're probably going to have some more indoor days and some more time to make some shows over the coming months. Yes, it's really interesting for us because As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we've been traveling full-time since 2006, and we've just recently decided to have a bit of a break. So we're back in New Zealand indefinitely. That means we will travel again, but we don't know when. Yeah, so we've got an apartment. We're living with a friend who has cats, so we have cats. And we have a car, and I have a job that I go to every every day. And yeah, it's, it's a bit of a different lifestyle. So we're enjoying it, but it's just quite, quite different. Absolutely. And you never know what's coming up around the corner. Hey, this week's sponsor is Performance Foundry, which you can find at performancefoundry.com. This is our other business, and in it, we help people with website hosting, solving technical problems for websites, and helping make better businesses with better websites. You can check that out at performancefoundry.com. And before we kick into the show, I want to say thanks to a company called Huru, H-U-R-U. You can find them at huru.rocks. That is their domain name. (laughs) Not uh, modest at all. (laughs) (laughs) And so what Huru do is they make specialist backpacks for digital nomads. And so they were kind enough to send out a bag for review, which I've been using more and more over the last little while. I've packed it up for a couple of business trips, uh, including one that I'm doing tomorrow down to Wellington and back again. And it's really good for those kind of two to five day trips. It's got everything you want for carry on and it's got a whole load of zips and compartments. So I'm kind of a zip minimalist because (laughs) more zips is more weight. And so it's a bit over-engineered for me personally, but if you like to have everything in its place and a place for everything, it is a wonderful bag, and I have made use of at least half of the different pockets (laughs) that it's got. So yeah, so check that out if you're looking for a backpack. So today we're going to talk about our home city of Auckland, and I'm really appreciating being back. I think it definitely helps to be back over summer because... Auckland really comes to life over the summer. There's so much to do and see, and it's a really beautiful city because it's surrounded by the sea on all sides. There's lots of nature, there's lots of parks, there's mountains. It's just really nice. So I highly recommend visiting Auckland. And if you're on a budget, there are lots of cheap things to do. And that's what we're going to talk about today. 
Yeah, I mean, Australia and New Zealand aren't the cheapest places in the world to get to, and they're certainly not the cheapest place to travel around in. But there are a lot of things to do when you're uh, in Auckland on a budget. So let's start in the heart of the city, in the downtown waterfront area, the Viaduct and Wynyard Quarter. Yeah, so we recommend you go down there, have a wander around, and stop into one of the very many bars and have a drink. All of these places have really nice drinks on offer, and some of them have happy hour specials with beer and wine from just $5. So have a look around and get one of those special deals. Absolutely. In summer, often those deals are until the sun goes down, (laughs) which can be great when you show up in the afternoon and the sunset is at uh, 8.39 o'clock. In winter, I don't think it's so good. (laughs) You have to get there a bit early. In that case, maybe look for the 5 to 7 p.m. specials. (laughs) You know, we've got the America's Cup coming to New Zealand in a few years, which is the world's biggest and most prestigious sailing race. And so there's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on down in these areas in preparation for that. And when that event is on, it's going to be the place to be. So yeah. Really exciting. There's often a lot going on down there. There's uh, sometimes movies, outdoor movies at night at Silo Park, which is just a bit further along from the Wynyard Quarter. There's uh, often buskers around, um, temporary art exhibitions. We were down just near there is the port, and we went to a, a port open day with my nephews a few months ago, which was really cool. So it's a really buzzing place to be. Awesome. If that's not your thing, maybe try checking out some markets. Uh, One of our favorites are the Otara markets, which are in uh, the south of Auckland. It's on Saturday and thousands of people come in to buy everything from a lot of fresh uh, produce, a lot of uh, Pacific Island goods, lots of arts and crafts and clothes. So it's a great place to be and it's really buzzing all of the time. Yeah, we haven't actually been for a while. Maybe we should go next weekend. One we have been to recently was at Alberton, which is an historic house um, in Auckland's Mount Albert area. That's why it's called Alberton, very creative. And we only found out recently that they have a market about once a month. And it was a really nice one, quite cozy, quite small, but Lots of food, lots of drinks, lots of quite high quality things for sale. So I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it was small and uh, a bit on the expensive side, just like the French market in Parnell, uh, which is where you can get fantastic cheese and bread and uh, everything you'd associate with French food. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. One market we do often go to is down also in the south of Auckland called Clevedon. We go down there and we Go to the market. It's a farmer's market. Again, a bit pricier than than some markets, but you can get some high-quality foods, maybe a pie, something like that. And then we go on and do wine tasting. Last time we went, we actually went for a hike, which was really nice because there are a couple of, of nice hikes in the area as well. So it's the kind of thing that you can combine with another activity. If you're up north, I'd keep heading up north to Matakana, which is maybe about an hour, hour and a half out of the city. And that's got to be my favorite market for how it looks. It's often very, very busy, but it's very picturesque. And it's surrounded by fantastic beaches, wineries, uh, oyster farms, all that kind of good stuff. And also recently, more and more night markets have been popping up in different places around the city, selling lots of food and other things as well. So have a look online and just find the closest, most convenient market for you. There's a lot of them and they're always tasty. 
So number three, uh, and Linda alluded to this earlier, there are lots of concerts and movies in parks outdoors for free or very, very cheap right through the summer. Yeah, I mentioned that we have a lot of parks in Auckland. I mean, it's ridiculous. So much of the city is parks, which I love. And one thing I really love about it is that the city puts on events. So there are movies, I think every week or two weeks in summer, there's lots of music events. And there's also like mini festivals and just local things going on. So yeah, probably the biggest event is Christmas in the Park, which is held in the Domain, uh, which is the largest park in Auckland. It's right near the central city. Uh, The museum is located in this park. And just thousands and thousands of people come out to sing Christmas carols and then watch the show. There are lots of other smaller concerts that aren't so cheesy and don't involve (laughs) you singing along in parks throughout the city. And yeah, lots of good times. For something more relaxing, pick up our fourth item, which is to have a coffee in one of the fantastic beachside suburbs. Our personal favorite is Mission Bay, and then over on the North Shore, Takapuna is also super popular. Yeah, people kind of flock to them to to have a coffee or to sit on the beach. Mission Bay is particularly nice because you've got the beach and then there's a reserve right beside it. It's not very big, but... It's big enough to play frisbee or have a game of rugby, something like that. There's a playground for kids. And in Takapona, it's the same. There's a bit of space to play and there's a playground. Then you've got all these bars and cafes where you can have a drink. Yeah, I quite like the fact that there is some separation between, you know, the road and the cafe strip. And then there's this kind of slightly more natural feeling rather than having the cafes actually out on the beach. There is that feeling of separation and... It makes your beach time better and maybe takes away a little bit of a view when you're sitting having your coffee, but it's a fantastic place to go. Well, you can always get your coffee to take away and then go and sit on the beach. True that. Okay, point number five is to go for a walk. Auckland is a great city for walking. One of our favorite walks is called the Coast to Coast, which starts in the central city right by the viaduct area, and it goes all the way across the city up uh, Mount Eden, which is one of the volcanoes, up Winter Hill, which is another volcano, and then all the way along to Onihanga where it finishes. And it's just a really lovely way to see the city because you go through a lot of different parks. As I mentioned, you've got these hills and I just really like it. We've done it in both directions and yeah, it's about 16 kilometers. So maybe like three to four hours, eh, a bit longer if you take your time. Yeah, yeah. And look, there's plenty of other places to walk. There's nice waterfront walks, both on the North Shore and from Auckland down to Mission Bay and a bit further south. And, you know, if you get tired, you can uh, pick up a electric scooter to get yourself back again. That's cheating. Uh, so <laughs> cheating, but still <laughs> good. There are buses as well. <laughs> Uh, and there's heaps of volcanoes around the place. Uh, the two most famous, I guess, are the two that are involved in the coast to coast, but there's lots of other ones and you get great views from the top. Out to the west of the city is a fantastic area called the Waitakeries. And at the moment, a lot of paths are closed as they're dealing with uh, tree disease. And so a lot of those tracks that I'd normally recommend are not available for people to go walking in. So instead, we're recommending people head to the south at the moment, mm-hmm. um, just south of Auckland in Hanua, which is where there's another big water catchment area. So there's lots of uh, dams and lots of native bush around there with lots of bird life. 
There are also lots of heritage walks around Auckland. If you stop into one of the libraries, they have brochures about these little walks you can do and get to know some of the old buildings and some of the history, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, it's much more uh, urban and suburban walking, but Mm -hmm. there's some interesting stuff around and uh, normally some good shops popping in and about (laughs) as well. Yeah, if you're into shopping, you can definitely do that. Speaking of volcanoes, one of my favorite volcanoes is actually one of the symbols of Auckland. It's Rangitoto Island. Um, And it's actually pretty new. It kind of erupted about 800 years ago, much to the surprise of the local Maori people who named it Bleeding Skies, which is what Rangitoto means. And uh, so now you can catch a ferry across. The ferries don't run all that frequently because um, no one lives on the island. There's no water. But it's quite cool to catch the ferry across, walk up to the top, see the views of the city, walk back down and come come back again. Or you can continue your walk across to the neighbouring island, Motutapu, which is connected by a very, very small bridge because when Rangitoto burst out of the sea, it kind of nudged Motutapu out of the way. <laughs> anyway, there's a campsite over there. So if you want to camp overnight, that's an option. One thing to note, this is a great half-day trip or full-day trip if you go and explore a bit more around the island, but there aren't any shops or cafes or anything like that, so take plenty of water with you because that volcanic soil gets really hot, and make sure you've got a snack or lunch if you're spending the day. And also be very aware of the last ferry because the last ferry is actually quite early, so you need to time your walking to get back to the dock in time to catch that ferry. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to miss that. If you want a less risky ferry trip, you'll still get beautiful views over the downtown Auckland area and of the skyline, and you'll still get to be out in the water for a few minutes. You can go from downtown Auckland over to Devonport. Now, this is a very short ferry ride, but it takes you over to one of the North Shore suburbs. Yeah, it's only about 10 minutes, but Devonport is really worth visiting. It's just It's really pretty. It's been redeveloped recently. They've just put in a brand new library, which Craig and I visited a couple of weeks ago. It's very nice. We're such geeks. (laughs) Just wait until you hear what we're going to recommend you do. Because one of the great things about Devonport is that they have a couple of great secondhand bookshops. So if you're into secondhand books, that's the place to go. Absolutely. And not only secondhand books, but lots of op shops over there as well. So if you're uh, shopping around for a bit of a fashion bargain, it is quite fun. And that's not to say that Devonport is only secondhand stuff. They have some wonderful boutique stores. They have great cafes and restaurants. But if you're after a bargain uh, with a day trip included, It's a great place to go. One thing I like doing in Devonport as well is that there are two volcanoes over there as well, Mount Victoria and North Head. And North Head was very important in the Second World War. It had a gun emplacement and it's got lots of caves and tunnels kind of tunneled out of the the middle of the mountain. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can go in and actually go into the mountain and have a look around and see the gun emplacement. So it's quite a nice, it's about a half hour walk from Devonport Central, um, maybe a little bit longer. But yes, adding that on to your trip to Devonport is a nice way to incorporate a walk and history. Not thinking about history or walking, my next suggestion is to go wine tasting. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I I never talk about wine on this show. No, I know. Maybe we should try that. Auckland is not New Zealand's most prestigious wine region, not by a long way, but there are several wine regions within an hour's drive or ferry 
away from the CBD. It's crazy. So you can go up north to Matacana, which is where we said those great markets were. Out in the northwest towards the Waitakere's, there's an area called Kumu, which was one of the first areas in New Zealand to get planted with grapes. And they have a nice brewery as well. Yeah, some good craft beers out that way. Uh, down in the south, there is Clevedon. Uh, we already talked about the Clevedon markets, and there's wineries around there. Or you can jump on a ferry, go out to Waiheke Island, and Waiheke's got uh, probably the most prestigious of brands in yes. the Auckland area. I would say that that definitely doesn't fall into the cheap things to do in Auckland category, though, because the ferry to Waiheke is quite expensive. And then the wineries on Waiheke often charge you for tastings, which most wineries in New Zealand don't do. Or if they do do, they charge you a token amount and they take it off if you buy a bottle, which we recommend you do because it's polite. But yeah, on, on Waiheke, they quite often charge you per taste. So of all the wine regions to go to, that is the one I would least recommend, I think. But it, it's got that prestige. So if you're with a group of people who want to do it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to keep the budget down, Waiheke is not the place to go. We'll continue imbibing for number nine, but we'll switch from drink to food. The most stereotypical thing to do in the Kiwi summer is to eat fish and chips on the beach. Yeah, fish and chips could probably be called New Zealand's national dish, I think, even though we stole it from England. We do it better than them, and it's tastier, and also (laughs) it's much more comfortable to sit on the beach in summer. Then we tried to eat fish and chips on the beach in England about a year ago, and it was so windy. (laughs) It was not a success. But anyway, when you're in New Zealand, it's something you should definitely do. Go to the fish and chip shop, order your fish and chips, take it to the beach. Make sure to take a bottle or can of tomato sauce with you, uh, because that's a very important part of the equation. Yeah, also known as ketchup in most of the world. Yeah, we call it tomato sauce. And also, um, if you'd like to try New Zealand's national soft drink, LMP, that's worth trying. And you can also take a beer or a bottle of wine in most places. We do have areas of Auckland which are alcohol-free zones, but most places allow you to have um, on the beach a glass of wine until sunset. It's quite often after sunset that you're not allowed to. So yeah, you eat fish and chips with your hands from the paper that it comes in. You end up with greasy, maybe slightly burnt fingertips. And it is just fantastic because you wrap that up and then you go and jump in the water and cool down and wash off. Actually, the last time we had a a goodbye party when we were leaving to travel again, that's what we did. A whole bunch of our friends just got together and we had fish and chips on the beach. So it's, it's definitely something that normal New Zealanders do. To wrap up, our last cheap thing to do in Auckland is to get over to the West Coast and get to those West Coast beaches. The easiest one to get to is Piha, and uh, the West Coast beaches of Auckland are pretty special. They are all black sand beaches, and so instead of the crystal white sand that you get uh, along the East Coast and further north and south on the West This is all black sand, and so it heats up pretty quickly. (laughs) You should definitely take your flip-flops. Yeah, you're going to burn your feet on that black sand unless you've got your jandals on. But yeah, beautiful surf, beautiful rugged coastline, and just a fantastic place to be just 30 minutes away from the central city, and it's so remote and so rugged. But there'll be a lot of other people there having a good time as well. 
Yeah, so take a picnic. Just be careful out in the water. There are lifeguards during the summer, so that's good. But just be careful because the water can be a bit rough and there are rips which might take people out to sea. So make sure to follow the instructions of the lifeguard and you'll be all good. Sweet. There's obviously so much more to do in Auckland, but I feel like a lot of people come into Auckland just for a couple of days at the start or the end of their trip as kind of a, a, a gateway. Mm -hmm. gateway in. And so it's nice just to have some little things that are low key, that are relaxing, that aren't going to blow your budget, but that really make sure you can get into it. Yeah, get the vibe. I like Auckland. I mean, I've been really enjoying our time here and we've been we've been doing all sorts of things. We've been hanging out with our friends. We've been uh, going to quite a lot of theatre, the Globe Theatre, which is a temporary structure that's shaped like Shakespeare's Globe. They have plays all throughout summer, and we've been to quite a few of those. The comedy festival has just started, so we went to see a comedy show, was it Tuesday? And we see another one next Tuesday and another one next Saturday and another one after that and another one after that. <laughs> yeah, we, we went a bit crazy with comedy tickets, <laughs> but they're going to be great. One of them is a Jane Austen improvisation show, and I, I love Jane Austen, so I'm, I've got very high hopes for that one. <laughs> I'm most looking for, oh, I don't know. Either James A. Castor or Ross Noble. I'm unsure. Mm, looking I think for, both I'm, be good. I'm looking forward to one of those the best. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, our plans for the next little while. We don't have too many plans for travel, except for that at the end of this month, we are flying to Melbourne to spend time with my nephews when my sister jets off for her birthday. She's mm. going to Indonesia to go kite surfing, so yeah. that should be quite cool. That'll be great. But in typical Craig and Linda style, we've only got one-way tickets, <laughs> and we don't have any plans after that yet. So there's a few things that we're waiting to see how they come out. So we might end up just popping back to Auckland after a week, or we might go um, and keep heading north up into Asia. We might end up in Europe. We might end up in Asia. <laughs> Guess we'll tell you next time we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I hope your life is a bit more organized than that, but if it isn't, I hope it's going to be just as much fun. Before we wrap up for today, I want to say thanks to uh, to myself and uh, Performance Foundry for sponsoring today's show. You can visit us at performancefoundry.com if you need any website help at all. And for Indie Travel Podcast, you can find us at IndieTravelPodcast.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can download the show wherever you like to get your podcasts. Well, that's us for this week. Until next time, travel well.